from Coimbra to Colombia, from Morocco to Miami. We tell the stories of the people who make the world of international law and business turn. We give glimpses into their lives and provide insights from their experience. These accounts come from every sector and every industry around the globe. Simply put, without further ado, I am Chris Campbell, and you're listening to Tales of the Tribunal, where practice meets personality. Hello, and welcome back to Tales of the Tribunal with Chris Campbell. Listeners, we have a very special episode for this week, as we are mixing some things up. As we referenced in our last couple of episodes, we went out and into the field. That's right, we were live to cover the ICC New York. We did some fun, person-on-the-street style interviews with whoever stopped by our booth, and we had some interesting conversations, definitely with some new faces and some old ones, that I think you'll enjoy. So let's not delay and get into this week's episode. The first set of interviews are day one of the conference, an hour or so before it all started, and then again, a couple during the breaks, and finally, at the end of the day. It's really cool, and you can hear the energy and the excitement from various conference attendees just glad to be back in person after so long of doing webinars, with no disrespect to them, and virtual events. So it's really fun, and it's a good interview, a great time, we think you'll enjoy it. So let's join the conversations now. Uh, my name is Peter Newman. I live in Los Angeles, California. Perfect. And uh, much of my career has involved Asia, in particular, Greater China. Great. Now, Peter, um, we are in New York, the opposite of L.A., the other side of the coast, in fact. Um, what brings you all the way here um, to New York? Is it for the ICC conference? or? Well, it is. Uh, that was uh, primarily the primary motivation. Uh, also, my daughter attends school in upstate New York, and we were out for her family weekend. Okay. That's... And uh, just combined the trips. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, daughter is in school. You're here for the ICC conference. What are you excited about to see here? Well, I would say that absolutely connecting with people in person. Uh, one thing I love about the international arbitration community is that it connects people from many different backgrounds. And through that, we realize just an incredible unity and diversity. And there is just really no substitute for New York. It's probably the, the most international uh, location in the U.S., now, you also said, and I think in some of your first comments, that you spent some time in China. Uh, tell us about that. Well, that was an interesting journey. I was once upon a time a Chinese literature major in college, and then in search of a career, decided to study law. And then my career brought me back to China, and I wound up practicing law there for about 20 years. And oh. then in recent years, I've been uh, making a transition to international arbitration, and um, you're just seeking to expand that network. Absolutely. And from, a, from an arbitration perspective, um, I would guess that arbitration in China has become something of an of a area of interest for you. Is that right? Well, absolutely. It's uh, really booming. And to the credit of the Chinese courts, despite having an antiquated arbitration law, the courts have really been working very hard to bring China's uh, regime for judicial supervision of arbitration much more in line with international practices. And uh, despite China becoming more inward-looking in recent years. Uh, the International Arbitration Committee has been very engaging, embracing, just very hungry for international contacts. Well, and so shifting from China just a bit to, um, I guess, 
well, maybe not uh, shifting, but talking about the ICC. What have you seen the ICC doing in China? Have you seen any sort of relevant changes or shifts um, in mainland China or Hong Kong or anything thereabouts? Well, the ICC has been very active in greater China. Sure. And I would say really the, uh, the big question mark at this point is whether the ICC will avail itself of some Chinese policies that are permitting foreign ar arbitral institutions to basically set up establishments and, uh, in theory, even administer arbitrations inside of initially the free trade zone in Shanghai. Uh, it will be interesting to see whether the ICC feels that it can maintain sufficient independence to uh, do that in a way that's really consistent with uh, the ICC's practices and policies. Sure. And and let's say, so again, with the New York conference that we're at today, what are you excited? Are there any panels or any topics or anything you're really interested in hearing uh, in this event today and tomorrow? Well, it's a uh, in terms of the specific topics, I'm very interested in the disputes board training for tomorrow. Sure. Uh, a lot of my professional experience, I was previously a corporate lawyer, and I worked extensively with long-term joint ventures in China. And historically, dispute boards have been used more in the construction and projects industry. But sure. I, I think that it is really for any cross-border, cross-cultural, long-term um, business relationship, I think they're just an incredible tool because uh, there are going to constantly be issues that come up. Negotiating a contract can never resolve a lot of the cross-cultural issues that just need to be addressed, and I, and I think using a dispute board instead of just waiting till a dispute becomes intractable is really a very sound approach. Right, so dispute boards, that is something that caught my eye as well. Now, we're talking, uh, you and I, Peter, are talking at the very beginning of the conference. Any bold predictions, anything that you are, uh, think will uh, come out in the conference uh, over the next couple of days or uh, things that we should keep an eye on? And we can keep tally at the end when we look at all the, the, the quotes. <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't want to speculate here, so sure. I just want to remain open. And I, I think when I come in with a preset agenda, the problem with that is I, I may sort of uh, focus on email or whatever during uh, the panels that I wasn't primarily interested in. So I'm really here to learn. I'm here with an open mind and here to be educated and here to make friends. Well, exactly. And, um, well, let me ask you this, Peter. Um, final thoughts, final questions, anything else you would say uh, to the folks listening at home that foolishly are listening to us here on this podcast and not sitting across the room with us? Well, I would say that no matter where a, a person is in their career, whether they're a student, a young professional, whether they are in the role of counsel, aspiring arbitrator, arbitrator, a tribunal counsel, uh, an employee of, uh, of an international arbitral institution. The most important thing is building relationships, getting to know people, especially people who are different from you are, finding your common ground, and cultivating those relationships over time. That is, I would say, the single most important key to a successful life, a fulfilling life, and a successful career. Well, fantastic. All right, Peter, you want to sign us off? I am Peter Newman, and there is no disputing it. You are listening to Tales of the Tribunal. Thanks, Peter. So we're back here, September 28th, ICC New York Conference. I'm Erica Stein. So, Erica, what brings you to the conference? What motivated you to be here today? Well, I have the pleasure of being able to moderate one of the sessions today, um, and hopefully our session's going to try to revolutionize arbitral practice. That's fantastic. Now, um, I heard you say that you're moderating one of the panels. Um, is, are there anything in specific that you're excited to see here over the next day and a half, two days or so? 
Well, one of the things I'm excited about is to hear some of the proposals of my esteemed panelists, including yourself, Chris. Ooh, foreshadowing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also curious to hear some of the audience reactions. We're going to have a very participative panel with some live polling, and it'll be great to test the audience and see what they think about some of these ideas that might revolutionize arbitration going forward. Okay. I'm looking forward to everything, and it's great to be back in New York, be back home for, uh, for a first conference in a long time. Absolutely. Who am I talking with? Surya Gopali. Surya Gopali. And well, so Tales of the Tribunal is a podcast, and we talk to people around the world of international law, dispute resolution, which is why we're at an international arbitration conference. And so you're here, and we're at the ICC conference. What motivated you to come here today? Uh, to meet interesting people like yourself. To meet interesting people like myself. And to hear what, you know, what a lot of people that are really thinking about these issues have to say. Sure. Now, where are you normally? At White and Case in New York. White and Case in New York, and you do arbitration work? Arbitration, yes. Okay, any particular sector, any particular field? You know, a bit of everything. Half investor state, half commercial work. Okay, very well, very well. And what are you excited? Was there any specific topic you were really interested in this uh, for this conference? Uh, you know, no, nothing in particular. I'm, I'm really just interested generally to see how it is. It's my first time at one of these ICC conferences. So. Okay, now is this your first conference since the pandemic, or...? Actually, yeah, in person, yes. Okay. That's right. Very good, very good. And, um, well, let's see. So, um, if you had to say one thing that you're looking forward to returning to conferences, what's the, what's the, your favorite part of conferences? It's got to be the little podcasts that happen in the wings of all the conferences. I mean, what else is there really to look forward to in a conference other than the podcasts? That's right, that's right. Now, how did you find yourself in arbitration? I, you know, it was, it was a pretty tough way. I was always interested in it as yeah. a uni student, um, but started off as a litigator and then just kept actually trying to do research in the field, meet people that were interested in it, and eventually got a job in arbitration. Um, but, it, you know, it wasn't straightforward because it's such a, a difficult field to crack, interesting work as a lawyer. Um, so once you get there, you do everything you can to stay as well. Well, that's right. That's right. And so the reason you can hear a dull roar, and this will be the last couple of questions we have, um, sort of in the background, is we're taking a coffee break. That means that we just heard two two segments. One was a fireside chat that was headlined by Claudia Solomon. Another one was on emerging trends in North America. Uh, anything that you took away from those comments or from those sessions so far? Yeah, particularly the second session. Yeah. Uh, things that I don't think about as a lawyer sure. at all. Um, the macro trends that you know really shaped the way we're thinking, particularly from the perspective of I think Nadia was in advertising. Um, so I mean, you know, I'm not going to say anything in particular about it because she touched on so many specific. You know, it was pretty wide ranging. Sure. But I will say it's the importance of kind of appreciating where we are as a generation at any given time and what's important. Um, the constant need to keep learning and not sort of pigeonholing yourself into what you're doing as a practice. Perfect. Very well. Well, your name one more time. Surya Gopalan. Yeah. One more time, sorry. Surya Gopalan. With? With Wyden Case in New York. Very well. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. So, I'm here with the one and only Dana McGrath, who's appeared several times on the show, and a newcomer to the show, but an old friend, Kieran Gore. Hey, Kieran. Hi there. Nice to meet you, Chris, finally in person. I know. That's what I was going to say. I said old friend. I said, certainly we've known each other online for a long time. First time meeting in person, actually, live at the ICC conference. In person's overrated, except when it's not, because it's really exciting to be here in person with so many old friends and to be home in New York. Much less uh, accessible to tag people in real life. You know, you kind of have to just say, hey, 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 come over here. Yeah, so. um, well, there was a shout out to you, so we all came over to say hello, Chris. It's yes. great to see you again, and we're happy to have you in New York. We've been watching you globetrot 
for the last year or more, and so now you're in New York for a month or two or three or for how long do we months. have you? Several months. <laughs> a month? A week? Don't say a week. <laughs> and, and well, look, so so we'll definitely talk about my time here in New York, but I want to know from y'all's perspective, you're here at the ICC conference here in New York, what are you excited to hear, see, do here over the next day, day and a half for the conference? Well, I mean, Kieran was one of the first speakers today, so yes. we learned a whole lot from Kieran. That I thought that first panel was really a great kickoff, exploring a lot of different topics, sort of looking forward to where arbitration is headed and some of the challenges we're facing, sanctions, recent discovery ruling, which I think you and I had an opportunity to discuss in Austin, Texas, I want to say. Yeah, that's or right. I was in Austin and you were wherever. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I just think that there's they're going to touch on all sorts of groundbreaking topics today and throughout the next few days. So I'm excited to be here Perfect. in person. So, so I was just chatting with Sabrina Lee, who's a speaker on the next panel in here from North Carolina, which I think you would say is the wrong Carolina. I mean, it's <laughs> um, a Carolina, but it's, it's not, Carolina. The, not the right one. We'll say that. Um, and, and what I was enjoying speaking with her about already and looking forward to hearing in the next panel or panels is the in-house perspective and all the dispute resolution and amicable settlement efforts and energies that go into everything before what we ever see. So I'm excited to learn more about what I did. Well, that's absolutely right. And that's something that we'll talk about a little bit on our panel is that in-house perspective of, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have these disputes for the sake of having them. Oh, they're not fun for you? They're not as fun for you as they are for me? I, I have been bald a long time, but if I could go balder, I would say. <laughs> These disputes are the basis for that. Okay, well, great. And, um, well, you know, any parting words, any final words that you have for the folks listening at home? Dana? Um, Dana's looking at me like I've got parting words here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think that this back to in-person or hybrid is really rejuvenating and we're having a lot more thought leadership discussions than we were having when it was purely on Zoom or on digital. That said, I really hope that the hybrid and the digital stays as part of the new normal and we don't let that fall away because that has really made international arbitration far more inclusive than it was pre-pandemic. And so a silver lining is that we can now really include many more members of the arbitration community and I think we have an obligation to do that and especially the next generation and I am hearing that theme in the commentary at each panel it's sort of a, an undercurrent of what people are discussing and I'm really excited about that yeah yeah okay yeah. fair enough well thank you ladies for stopping by and we will be right back in just a moment I'm Kana Weiner. I'm a mediator and an arbitrator. I do about 50% mediation, 50% arbitration. And I am with JAMS. I live in Boston, but I have cases internationally and all over the place. I often refer to myself as the drug arbitrator. I have okay. to say arbitrator because I live in Boston, right? Fair, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> but um, I do a lot of life sciences work because I had an inside counsel background in the field. Very well, very well. And so, Kana, we sit here today at the end of the 17th annual, or is it the 18th? The 17th, 17th annual. 
17th annual, yes. 17th annual ICC New York Conference. That's right. Tell us a little bit about what you saw today and maybe uh, some things that stuck out to you. Well, first of all, it was great to be back in person. Um, I happen to have had the opportunity to go to uh, the International Council on Commercial Arbitration event in yeah. Scotland. ICA, uh, sure. In, uh, ICA in Edinburgh. It was wonderful to be see everybody there. A lot of people who were there in yeah. Edinburgh are here today. Okay. Uh, so it's starting to feel like it used to be. The yeah. old circuit, yeah. The yeah, old yeah. circuit, the community, right? And so that sense of community amongst people who practice international arbitration or who are counsel, that's just great, too. Great. Um, so that was nice. Um, I also loved the panel you were on um, oh. because it was um, PO1s and uh, innovative ways of managing arbitrations, trying to get parties to settle. As a former inside counsel myself, I'm always into having figuring out how better to manage these cases, to get people back to business, sure. uh, to exactly. use mediation, uh, to resolve disputes, even talking about dispute prevention. That wasn't discussed so much here, but all of the ideas on that panel uh, in terms of managing the case were, it was different. It was advanced. It wasn't the same old, same old, you know? No, there, was, there were some great ideas from the other panelists um, as well. And I think one of the points that we tried to talk about was... Just being solutions-oriented. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, once you go in-house, as you and I have, yeah. uh, you were there now and I was, uh, you really realize it's not all about the lawyers, right? Uh, I used to work at Paul Weiss, and the uh, lawyers were at the top of the food chain. You go inside, you're humbled immediately. It's the business is king, right? Yeah. Let's get it moving. Who's Let's holding the purse strings? Who's yeah. holding the purse strings? Let's make sure that we're not holding things up for stupid stuff, right? Yeah. I had a uh, Scottish CEO once who told me, Kana, just don't do any stupid agreements, okay? That was his sort of legal summary of what I was supposed to do. And he liked arbitration because he said, I'd rather lose quickly than win slowly. Yeah. You know, that whole idea, solutions. Let's get our answers. Let's get back to business. So I think a lot of those ideas were very helpful for that. Well, and I think that's right. And I think, you know, sometimes it is lost on counsel that even if you win, but it takes you three years to do so, I mean, that's an eternity in the corporate right, world. Right, <laughs> Absolutely. And I think uh, some of the comments from the audience, uh, you understand this very well, Chris, uh, but they don't understand the what a mediator can bring to the table in terms of objectivity. Just because the parties have written 1,700 letters back and forth about a dispute and they say, oh, we can't solve it. Let's go sue each other. Well, mm -hmm. you know, no, no, no. The whole point of mediation is somebody objective comes in. Everybody dust themselves off. It's a fresh look. Let's decide what's really important here, and a mediator can help with that. And I think inside counsel can do that, too, if you can get in the middle enough, you know? I think that's true. And so looking ahead, um, are you staying around for the Disputes Board training tomorrow? Or? I certainly am. Okay. I think um, Disputes Board uh, training is part of the real-time, solutions-oriented approach that you and I are talking about. And I think... That method, you know, construction has always been at the forefront of these creative uh, solutions and uh, problem-solving uh, orientations because you can't stop building the airport and run to court, you know? <laughs> so they've had to come up with stuff that's yeah. way ahead of their time. And this was all back in the 70s and the 80s, and people forget about it. I've read about this a lot. Look, why can't we use these dispute resolution boards in life sciences uh, collaborations? Or for you, in oil and gas collaborations uh, and in research, development, and commercialization, all this high-tech stuff, right? So, it's, again, I've stayed for the training because I know about it. I have not had the opportunity to sit on a dispute um, board. But I think it's one of those innovative, real-time um, uh, dispute prevention and dispute resolution 
mechanisms that is underutilized, and that's all what the ICC is all about. That please, okay. So, but I, you know, I, I work with JAMS, I work with the uh, AAA, ICDR, but I think the ICC is really at the forefront of quality, and um, they were some of the first folks out um, of the box with a very detailed procedural order for virtual hearings, mm -hmm. which I think was a model for everybody in the community. Exactly. So I saw some of that today. You know, always out front, always thinking about uh, the future, trying to improve themselves, and the quality of the panelists and the presentations that I saw here today. I'll be back for the 18th ICC The 100th year, yeah. Yes, 100th year, absolutely. It's hard to believe. Oh, my. <laughs> That's right. And, well, look, before we jump out, any final thoughts or comments before we get out of here? Nope, except let's go to cocktails. Let's go to cocktails. You ready? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so now we're sitting down with one and only longtime friend of the show, Miss Lisa Love. Lisa, hey, welcome. Thank you. So you, we're here still at the ICC conference. We're in the, I guess, after show um, portion of the conference. Tell us about it. What did you see today? What did you enjoy? I think the thing that I enjoyed the most really was seeing our people. Sure. I think coming out of the pandemic, we're all looking to go. And this has been a great opportunity. That was about the first thing. You know, you know the content all Thank you very much. Thank you. I didn't tell her to say that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I did enjoy that and some uh, innovative options for uh, resolving disputes and putting in a preliminary order. So, the first preliminary order. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it was good. Well, good. I mean, and as I as we've said with a couple of the other quotes um, so far today, I mean, that's that's the that's the name of the game. That's the idea. Is even if it's not exactly what everyone would support, let's start the conversation. Let's right. not just do do things because that's the way it's always been done. Right. And the shadow mediator. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And you know, I, I bounced that idea around with a couple of folks before we came with it. They said that some some form of that had been tried maybe more than a decade ago in some form or another, but. You know, I, I think pushing it again and coming back to it because I think sometimes, as someone pointed out in their comments, when you're too close to the issue, you just don't see things that a, a, a neutral person with no interest, no dog in the fight can see. Right, but I think also that option is really only available to people who, and companies who are willing to spend that additional money. Oh, that's right. And as one of my colleagues um, in house did mention, absolutely, you know, I, I'm not ignorant to the cost at all. But again, the calculation in my mind is if you're going to pay 25 to 30% more, but be done with the dispute a year, year and a half earlier, maybe it's worth it. It's cost-benefit of analysis. Yeah. And in, in that scenario, yes, it does seem reasonable. Yeah. But, but I mean, certainly, yeah, yeah. But it's a case-by-case -case analysis for sure. For sure. So, um, so let's see. Are you staying around for any more events this week? Or? I will be here tomorrow okay. for the Dispute Resolution Board training. training. Okay. Yes. Very well. That's exciting. And um, and so you said you enjoyed the people. You, you talked about a little bit of what you enjoyed. Any other thoughts? Any final uh, concluding points before uh, we, we wrap up? Um, final points. Final point. Um, I think it's always good to continue to come out to these kind of conferences. I think it keeps your mind fresh in terms of what's going on in the industry. Absolutely. I think that's critical in being a good arbitrator or mediator mm -hmm. to, you know, just really have your, your pulse on what's going on. 
I think that's well said. And I think that's a good point to put a pin in for this first day of the two days at the ICC uh, conferences and trainings. And well, look, folks, we'll tune in with you tomorrow. Okay, I'm back. Fun conversations, right? It was great seeing Peter, Dana, Lisa, and everyone else that stopped by. We had one interview that we weren't able to make work this episode, so we'll have to circle back and get that person in for a longer, hopefully in-person interview. I'll think you wanna hear theirs. All right, what you're about to hear next are the comments from day two of the conference, which was a training on disputes board, which turns out I have a lot of thoughts about. But that's a topic for another day. So here are several more conversations, and then I'll be back at the end of the show to wrap up. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Orlando uh, Carrera, Senior Associate at Holden Lovell's Mexico City office. Fantastic. Mexico City offices. So we're here in New York. It's uh, a sort of day two of the ICC conference. It's really one of the trainings um, on dispute boards that we're here with. And we're with Orlando. Orlando, what you, what's been going on today? What have you been seeing? What have you been hearing? Um, I think um, most of the times we uh, lawyers in the field of dispute resolution think more uh, available <laughs> opportunities, but clients should also consider other alternatives as dispute boards because they may be uh, the best option under certain circumstances, especially for construction or large uh, infrastructure projects. Perfect, perfect. And so what have you taken away either from yesterday or today? What are some of the things that you're going to take back with you as you head back to Mexico City? Well, I mean, some of the important things I have found is that uh, disputes are normal. Um, and uh, it will depend a lot, but I mean, the flexibility that you can find in a, in a dispute board can substantially help to make the project uh, faster. And you don't need like a formal decision from an arbitrator with all the due process to resolve the dispute. Uh, perhaps the dispute board could be the option given the time constraints and, and all the uh, particularities of uh, an infrastructure project. Well, that's right. And I think the really valuable thing there is that dispute boards, dispute boards in some ways bring the conversation full circle, right? What were the roots of arbitration being very sort of results and resolution focused and oriented, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. And I think um, the flexibility that you find in, in, in dispute boards where parties can uh, uh, discuss their dispute in a more um, candid and, and, and amicable fashion can help to to settle the matter easier than going with all the formalities of a request for arbitration, document production, and, and the associated costs. So yeah, that, that that that's that's a good option. Sure. And so, what's it like to finally be back in person after a couple of years of uh, sort of virtual online supremacy? Well, I mean, I think it's fantastic. Um, we have met for years i guess but uh being in a 3d reality uh it, it's amazing and being here in this beautiful spot at king and spalding offices and and in new york overall i mean it's just amazing it's a, a fabulous city but what do you think you do no, like it's, it's been great it's so much better to uh, do these interviews face to face this has been something we've really missed here at the show um final question for you orlando what are you looking forward to most as you end 2022 and maybe look ahead to 2023 oh my god um this a very intriguing question. I'm trying to find myself the way to answer that, but I guess um, keep developing relationships, 
keep uh, benefiting from all the digital networking that we had before during two years and now try to find uh, those faces and names in the true reality. Uh, sure. Well, great. Well, Orlando, this is the final question I have for you. Any other thoughts, anything else you want to say to the folks listening at home? Well, I mean, I would strongly recommend to keep developing uh, knowledge in these alternative fields, not only arbitration, but dispute boards and other means of, of, of dispute resolution can be the, the response to, to your client's needs. Very cool, very cool. Orlando, thanks so much for stopping by. We'll see you later. Well, thanks to you. So, if you'll just uh, start really easy for me, what's your name? Albert Bates. Albert Bates. And Albert Bates, where are you from? Uh, Yeah, where are you from? I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And you're with? Uh, Troutman Pepper. Troutman Pepper. And I act as counsel and as an arbitrator in domestic U.S. and international construction matters. Fantastic. And so we're talking today on day two of the sort of smorgasbord of ICC events here in New York. Uh, The conference was yesterday. Today's dispute sports. What have you taken away from the last two days? It's been terrific. I mean, the conference has really been great. I like the best was the uh, mock session that was done at the end of the day yesterday where you get to see behind the curtain of the ICC. That was a lot of fun. Um, and what, what did you enjoy specifically about that session? Just understanding better what happens in the review process in court. Okay, very cool. And and so what is it like now after the last two years of sort of being much more virtual? And in fact, for those of you listening at home, and if you're a real true dedicated listener of TOT, you'll know Albert and I sat down earlier this week for a conversation. <laughs> but what's it been like to be back in person? Oh, it's terrific. To see people again, there's no substitute for that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just the networking yesterday, seeing people today, it's been great. That's great. And so do you have any other events or things that you're looking forward to in the rest of 2022 or ahead in 2023? Um, yeah, I've still got a number of things on the calendar for uh, in the construction space principally. Sure. Some with AAA ICDR, some ones called the Construction Super Conference. A couple of things in November and December. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss the IBA uh, next week. So I apologize to all my colleagues that I can't be there, but I'd love to be there, but I just can't be there. Okay, and one more question about the stuff that's going on today. So dispute sports, and you mentioned construction arbitration. Is that something that you see frequently as the implementation of dispute sports and resolving some disputes? It's coming along. I think other countries are further ahead than the U.S. in that regard, but Texas actively uses dispute sports. Florida actively uses dispute sports. So it's coming along. Okay, okay, but still could use some development. Still could use some development. Okay, and well, look, final question for you, Albert. Um, any final thoughts, comments for the folks listening at home? Anything else you want to say about your experience here of the last couple of days? They're missing my presentation, which is right at the end before mm. cocktails today. So yeah. I got sandwiched right in the, the end of the day. So, so if you're not here, if you're listening to this because you're out there on radio land, not only are you missing the cocktails, but you're missing seeing Albert Bates, the one and only in person. So in person. yeah, next time, next time. <laughs> hey, Albert, right, thanks Chris, for stopping well, So, another person on the street, street, so to speak, interview. We're in the King and Spalding offices here on day two of the ICC conferences and events. And I'm with... Patricia Galloway. Patricia Galloway. Patricia Galloway, where are you based and uh, what do you do? So, I'm an international chartered arbitrator. I'm based in Washington State, although I don't spend an awful lot of time there, but that's where I call home. Sure. Fantastic. And so, you came all the way to New York City 
for the afternoon, or what? You know, do you have other things going on here? Or what? Well, actually, I went to Icon, Scotland first. Uh-huh. I came here from Scotland yesterday Very well. to to participate and uh, be. And here is part of one of the speakers and trainers and, and helpers here at this wonderful DRB workshop. So fantastic. And so, so tell us about that. Um, what was, um, what are some of the things you've taken away from your attendance, maybe things that you've learned or maybe in your preparation to be a facilitator and a speaker? Well, I think it's been wonderful of the interest. Yeah. I mean, we were all sort of concerned about, you know, whether these workshops, whether they would actually get engaged, whether they would actually ask the questions. And it was marvelous to see really how inquisitive they were as to the process and how it really worked in the role playing and to, to play it all out. And then when we did the simulation for them to to see maybe what was different in how we did it versus how they did it, which sparred more questions. Sure. But the interest in DBs has been phenomenal. We, we've been very surprised. So it sounds like the engagement has been there. Yes, it has been really rewarding because it's the biggest thing we were concerned about. But everybody has been fully engaged. And they're actually still here. We, we've only lost a couple of folks. That means that they're actually very interested in remaining and hearing the very last simulation and yeah. the cocktails. That's right. No, no. So so there is uh, the, the value that they're getting throughout the day. And then, of course, as you referenced right there, the cocktails, <laughs> you know, are definitely one of the marquee events at the end. And just, you can hear maybe in the background a little bit of the dull roar. I mean, yeah, it's still well populated. Yes, it's, it's been great. The networking here has been fantastic. And in fact, that's what's wonderful about 2022, because we're now back in person. Yes. And not only are we seeing, like ICA, 1,400 people attended 1,400, ICA. wow. And we understand that the IBA has also got a, a wonderful um, attendance, more than I think they also expected. And this was, I mean, for this workshop, to have almost nearly 50 people show up for this workshop after a full day of yesterday, also shows you how interested people are getting back together not only networking, but being able to have that face-to-face connection and discussions, which really aren't possible on Zoom. Sure, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely a different dimension, being back in 4D instead of, you know, behind the screen. <laughs> um, what other events do you have coming up, if any, um, to end 2022 and looking ahead to 2023? Well, we've got a couple arbitrations coming up that are going to consume an awful lot of my time sure. over the next uh, few months have some actual, uh, what I would call related, not necessarily arbitration per se, but uh, for instance, the National Academy of Construction, we have a meeting coming up. Um, I'm one of those few non-lawyer arbitrators. So um, the American Society of Civil Engineers, their conference is coming up. Very excited to to see them. The super conference, of course, which involves arbitrators and contractors and experts, it's coming up in December. So a lot of great things to still be looking forward to. Are you going to be speaking at some of those too? Uh, Yes. yes. Okay, well, look, uh, that'll be something for listeners to look forward to. Um, Any final thoughts? Anything else you want to tell the folks listening at home in Radio Wayne? Well... I think that this whole process of getting back together, getting to meet who your fellow arbitrators are, getting to meet the fellow lawyers, getting to discuss techniques and innovative ways to make arbitration a more cost-effective process is really great. And the wonderful ideas that we've heard here, I would highly encourage everybody to make sure they get out and participate. Perfect. Any shout-outs you want to give before we get out of here? Uh, a better 2023 even. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you. That was a lot. See, for y'all sitting at home, 
this will feel like a slightly different version or duration of a standard episode. But the amount of talking and interviews that we had to do was huge just to get this in a concise and compact form. It was a ton of fun, and we're definitely going to continue exploring some on-the-ground, on-the-street-style interviews and event-based conversations. So keep your eyes open for that. Also, let me know what you think about this format. You want more? What did you love? What did you not love? Are there any events that we should make sure to attend at the end of this year or going into 2023? Okay, and also, this was a fast one, but thanks for standing by in a big, huge, monumental digital Tales of the Tribunal round of applause for the editing team for stepping up on this one and making this episode happen with such a tight turnaround too. Hey, y'all the real MVPs this week and well, really every week. So thanks guys, really appreciate it. Tales of the Tribunal is brought to you by MoBeta Solutions. Show music is by Joshua and Jaden Campbell. That's it for us this week. We have a fun couple of episodes upcoming and a special season finale. It's really interesting, a great guest, and it's a perfect way to bring home season four. So stay tuned. And until next time, there's no disputing it. You're listening to Tales of the Tribunal, where practice meets personality. None of the views shared on today or any episode of Tales of the Tribunal is presented as legal advice nor advice of any kind. No compensation was provided to any person or party for their appearance on the show, nor do any of the statements made represent any particular organization, legal position, or viewpoint. All interviewees appear on an arm's length basis, and their appearances should not be construed as any bias or preferred affiliation with the host or host's employer. All rights reserved.